Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about gold exploration in Latin America and a great pleasure to be joined by Ari Sussman, Executive Chair of Collective Mining. Good morning, Ari. Hi, Paul. How are you doing today? I am doing very, very well, thank you. Um, really looking forward to this catch-up. You, you put out some more drill results from your Apollo project, at, uh, sort of your Apollo target at the Guayabalas project in Antioquia in Colombia today, um, and uh, Monster Hole, 557.85 metres at 2.1 grams per tonne gold equivalent. Congratulations there. Um, besides being a Monster Hole, what does this mean for Apollo? Really good question and very important to talk about. So the, the hole was designed as a follow-up to a prior hole, which was hole 53, where we cut two zones of mineralization. We cut 145 meters from surface at just over two grams gold equivalent, which was in a sheeted CBM vein system sitting above the porphyry system. So to refresh your viewers or your listeners, the porphyry outcrops in the far south, and then it starts to plunge as it moves north. What we've discovered is once it starts to plunge, there's a sheeted vein system that's come up through the porphyry, well known already, but that continues to surface north of where the porphyry outcrops. And so 53 was the discovery of that. And then this was the first follow-up hole, hole number 60, which cut the 557.85 meters at 2.1 grams you alluded to. Um, you know, and, and, and that's fantastic because now we put more than 100 meters of strike from an east in a roughly east-west direction to the sheeted vein system sitting above the porphyry. This hole was a combination of both. It cut the sheeted veins, you know, from surface down to about 150 meters, and then it transitioned into the porphyry from 150 meters until the bottom of the hole. Incidentally, of interest, the hole bottomed in, in good grade. The last almost seven meters was running 1.33 grams equivalent. Thank you, Harry. So it sounds like there's you've still got some more work to do to... Uh, define the the geography if you like of, of this cbm vein system you haven't hit the edges yet we have no idea we, look it goes north northwest i mean you so what we're trying to determine you know is it a large blanket of sheeted veins or more probably is it is it some shoots you know or zones of cbm veins there there's and they're they're sheeted veins right so you get a swarm but are they going to be in the sections three or four sections or is it continuous everywhere and that's what we're, we need to determine. So we ha- we do have uh, four more holes, you know, in the lab or being prepped for the lab. We mentioned three of them in the release, which are 63, 64, and 65. The fourth one is 72. All four of those holes um, cut between 435 and up to 600 meters of mineralization from, from at or near surface. And all of them, most importantly, did cut the vein system. So they all intersected those sheeted CBM veins. Let's see what the grade is, obviously, when we get the assay results. But uh, I can tell you visually, I've seen the core of all those holes. They look as good as the one, a uh, hole 60, which we announced today. So we're, we're quite optimistic of what might what will come back in the coming weeks. So what's the sort of the footprint of the CBM vein system at the moment? So it's, it's only 100 meters east-west, right, by maybe 50 meters north-south. But visually, if you assume those holes have hit, you're, you're 100 by 100, 100, sorry, 125 by 125 by 150 vertically. So what's the next step, okay, once we get those assays for those outstanding holes, assuming we, there, there's grade, like we, we've had in the first two, is that we will then uh, build a pad. We'll, we'll start stepping pads to the north. So we're going to chase this to the north northwest, right? So how how extensive do these? How extensive is the vein system that comes to surface? 
if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me to bet, I'm gonna bet we're gonna find shoots of veins, not blanket everywhere, and that they will probably all come to surface. You know why not, right? I mean that's what these late stage porphyry veins tend to do. You know we we see that here. We see, we saw that at Baritica. Obviously they all came to surface. You know as well, and so I don't think some of them have only come up partially. I think they're all going to come up. You know hopefully a long way. What what would ruin it? You know, what could ruin it, obviously, is if there's post-mineral dikes or things like that that have cut it, right? But if the host rock is conducive, these veins should come right to surface, you know, with some luck, blanket the whole, the whole, the whole outline of the system, the, you know, the surface area of the system. We'll see. Okay. Now, um, there's a lot more going on at Guayabalis than just Apollo and, uh, you know, the CBM veining, the breccia. Um, you recently mentioned or, or spoke of a, a new discovery called Plutus and uh, in, in this release today you said uh, you're, you're about to start drilling Plutus um, what, what's the plan for Plutus? We're drilling so we have one rig there we are now the, the, it, we are coring uh, rock as we speak so exciting stuff okay we if you looked at the press release from when we announced uh, last week we put out some channel samples from limited outcrop windows that we have where we found mineralized breccia and porphyry rock. You can see where the pad is, Plutus pad one. Um, the plan is to drill a, you know, three to four holes uh, from that initial pad. This is in the northern part of Plutus. Plutus is a very large area to cover. It's going to take, you know, five or six pads to properly get a sniff at what it might turn into. But the northern part is, is more characterized by, by porphyry-related breaches, whereas the southern area, which we have, we're not at yet, is porphyry. Okay, so we're starting in the north, easier access for us, water, you know, water, burning in water is much simpler, so that's why we're starting there first. We'll drill four or five holes, look to cut breccia mineralization, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll find something interesting. We're, we like what we see there. I mean, the outcropping, although the windows are limited, there's a lot of grade. I mean, we, we see, you know, a lot of one-ish gram gold material over channel samples continuously, you know, silver ranging from, you know, five to 30 grams. And we see copper, you know, kind of at the two to 200 to 500 parts per million range. So you, your listeners might think, well, that's quite low for copper. It is, but we're in a very heavy weathering environment and copper leaches really easily. So um, you know that that's not an that's not necessarily an indicator of what's below. By the way, uh, you know by comp by comparison, Apollo at surface the copper is only three hundred parts per million. Okay, so that's that's your weathering environment. And then you get down about fifty meters vertically below surface, and you're into sulfide copper running up to you know almost a percent. So um, we're hoping to find something similar. Let's let's we're excited to drill, and I, I think there's some interesting things to come from there. We really like the area. Last thing I'll say about it, it is abundantly clear. It is a second porphyry intrusion center. So we have two of them in the south. Apollo is one and Plutus is another. In an intrusion center, that means you can have more than one system poking its head out, um, hopefully mineralized and economic, and, and, and we're going to go at this hard. We're keeping our exploration hats as a company. We believe we've only scratched the surface here uh, You know, at the Guayabalas project in terms of potential. And let's drill hard, and, and, and hopefully we have the continued productivity with the drills we currently enjoy, and, and we'll get a lot of information out of, this, out of this project before the end of the year. Okay, Plutus is what, about 500 metres from uh, Apollo? Yeah, so from centre to centre, it's over a kilometre. If okay. you take the edge of what we consider the, the Apollo target area, and the edge, the, 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 sorry, the eastern edge of Apollo and the western edge of Plutus, about 500 metres. 
Okay. Now, as you mentioned, uh, the first news you put out about Plutus was about a week ago with the channel sampling, but you've got a, another target that you're working up that uh, tantalizingly is called Target X. Uh, tell us about Target X, Harry. Yeah, so Target X, first of all, was named because we didn't have a name for it, and it's I, I posted it on, on social media, so there's nothing material about it yet. Um, just took put some photos up of our guys sampling. It's a nice-looking alteration zone of Breccia. Okay, we do not have assays yet. I called it Target X because we don't have a name for it yet. And what I wrote in the tweet was that if the results are favorable, once we get assays, we'll formally announce it and name it. But everyone seems to like Target X, so we're going to leave it as Target X, I think, uh, going forward. Let's hope we let's hope that we get some grade there and that that it's a bona fide target. It has the look of another, uh, you know, breccia mineralized breccia system, but obviously we need assays. And there are two other target areas on the project that we are working on. So. Our model is in exploration is to always have an inventory of, of the next drill target ready so that if something doesn't work, we're able to mobilize quickly and go to the next area. And that's what we're doing. So we are, are one of our teams is really focused on generation. And all of this is taking place in the southern part of the Guayabalas project. We've decided to leave the northern area where we have an amazing uh, couple of targets named Trapped and Victory, which are porphyry targets leave them for now just logistically it's too far we're not we don't feel like growing our team you know substantially we're lean and mean as they say as they say right now and so we're focusing in this southern corridor and and, and if someone's listening for the first time they, they should note that all of this is is sitting you know within three kilometers or approximately two miles you know of rs mining's marmato mine which is of almost nine million ounces of total resources so this is a gigantic system. We're fortunate to have this ground. And, and, and that's why I believe we've only scratched the surface because look what's happened from very little exploration to date. I mean, we've, we've drilled already four discoveries of which Apollo is the flagship, and we think there's going to be multiple more coming. Thank you, Harry. And uh, this is perhaps a good moment to give a plug to my CGS Columbia 2023 conference in November. Uh, Collective is going to be presenting about Guayabales and a couple of other things. And uh, we're also trying to arrange a site visit together with Aris Mining, a, a sort of two or three day site visit to Caldas to see both uh, Collective's Guayabales and the Marmato underground development of uh, Aris Mining. Okay, now um, before I let you go, Ari, uh, Colombia has a new mining minister called uh, Omar Camacho. And um, the initial initial reaction seems to be very positive. He seems to be much more open to the development and continuation of the mining sector in Colombia. I mean, this is absolutely fantastic. I mean, you, you know, you, you change ministers and obviously like the UI and anyone else that's operating the country lives there worries immediately. Like, what if this turns out bad? And and, and Minister Camacho's, you know, got, gone and done long interviews fresh out of the gate and and he is extremely knowledgeable. I mean, here is, you know, the right, the, seems like anyways, the right fit for the job. We haven't met him yet. We look forward to doing that in the coming weeks. But, you know, this is someone who's clearly well-educated on, on, on energy transition and, and all aspects of it from electricity all the way down to the need for critical mineral mining. And I think for people that aren't in our end of the world so much, but are in the oil and gas industry, they're breathing a sigh of relief because, you know, I'm, he's now saying that oil and gas exploration needs to continue until a transition can take place. And as everyone knows, the global goal is not till 2050. So 
So this is a, a breath of fresh air uh, for what what we're hearing, and and we look forward to meeting the minister and and, and continued success in Colombia, and hope he, and hope he does a great job. Yes, uh, I will echo that. Um, Collective Mining Trades on the TSXV under CNL and on the OTCQX under CNLMF. Ari Sussman, Executive Chair, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Paul. Always good to catch up. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Stay tuned for more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.